Australia by night. 132710 is the number if you want to join us this evening. There are currently two bushfires burning at the Watch and Act warning level in Queensland at the moment. Give us an update on those. James Haig from Queensland Fire and Emergency Services is with us. G'day, James. G'day, how are you? Very, very well. Uh, This peachy fire in the Toowoomba area, geez, that's uh, turned out to be a lot tougher than you might have expected in the early days. Yeah, it's uh, where where it's burning, it's quite a a steep bit of country. It's... um on the rangelands coming out of the escarpment behind Toowoomba there and uh, towards Crow's Nest and that means the fire behaviour can be severely affected by that topography. Also um, there's a bit of wind competing almost the sea breeze coming in from the east and a land breeze coming from the west that's made winds a bit fluky as well. Makes it pretty hard. On the other hand they've done some really good work today in trying to get it contained so we've, we've done pretty well however we do need people to keep paying attention as you mentioned in your warnings. What's the uh, current situation with that fire? Where, where is, what, what are you telling people in what because i know it's it's kind of affecting a couple of different areas isn't it yeah that's right and it depends on which side of the fire you're on um we're, we're really our key messages to anybody living in that area to pay attention because it can change rapidly now as i mentioned before um we've got uh, potentially competing breezes across much of the fire ground some of the higher ground as well will have slightly different breeze to, to elsewhere that can make it uh subject to rapid change it can make the fire behavior erratic and you've also got steep country as people who know the area would know so they need to stay alert and i'm loath to sort of say this is exactly what it is now because it'll change quickly yeah. so people just need to be really alert to those uh those conditions elsewhere across the state we've had a uh, better day today. We've had some uh, some uh, better conditions to work with, and a number of our uh, fires have dropped down in their warning levels. Again, that's no cause for complacency, because I expect that these fires will continue to to give a, a fair degree of grief to us, um, probably until we get some sig- significant rain. And I reckon that's probably not going to happen until January, to be honest. Yeah, it's not, it's certainly looking that way, isn't it? Um, with that, uh, let's have a look at that peachy fire for a moment. So yep. uh, earlier this evening, you were telling people in Ravens born to prepare to leave is that still the that, message the advice to them that's right and 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 similarly uh, similarly we've just updated those on a couple of parts of that fire we've said prepare to leave that's right um and that's about having a bushfire survival plan in place and being set to leave at a moment's notice really what we're saying to people there is is that that uh, you need to be ready to react immediately because as we've seen and as you would have seen across both uh, Queensland and New South Wales in the last month or so these things can change really quickly and you hear the stories of people who can't uh, who, who, who suddenly have to leave without being properly prepared the more prepared you are the easier it is to make good decisions and move quickly when you have to and Absolutely. take what you most value Absolutely. Now, the uh, Morton Island fire, does that... I imagine there's a whole bunch of logistical uh, issues that are raised with a fire on Morton Island. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, There are challenges in getting people uh, uh, assets to and from the island, so trucks and so on, and and people across. Um, It's certainly some some difficulties there. However, we have had a good day there, and uh, also we work very closely with with the uh, Queensland Parks and Wildlife Service as one of our key partners over there. So together we've had uh, some pretty good pretty good work through the day the fire is throwing a lot of smoke so we're getting reports of uh, of people experiencing significant smoke right across into brisbane uh, but yeah there, there's uh, there's some logistical difficulties it's also burning lots of morton island has heathy sort of vegetation and that will continue to throw a lot of smoke and be quite difficult to control mm. um as I say, we've done pretty well, but but there's no cause for complacency. No, you certainly have done a fantastic job under some uh, pretty trying circumstances. James, really appreciate your updates this evening. 
Uh, thank you very much, and uh, thanks, Triple M, for your ongoing support. Cheers. Good on you. That's James Haig from Queensland Fire and Emergency Services. Anthony Bradstreet is from the New South Wales Rural Fire Service. Anthony, the uh, fire in the Wallamaya National Park, Gospers Mountain, geez, this thing's been up and down like a bride's nighty. It definitely has. It's moved around a fair bit over the last couple of days, threatening a number of communities uh, around the Putty Road area, down towards Colo Heights, and then out into the east towards Wiseman's Ferry, Webb Creek, Grey Gums, uh, and up to the north around Yango Drive. So a very large fire. This one's almost 150,000 hectares at the moment, uh, and it has seen this afternoon at uh, communities around Colo Heights once again come under threat and firefighters continue working on the scene to protect properties. Now there was a concern this afternoon that uh, it may move towards the uh, the western parts of the central coast tomorrow. Is that still a concern or have, uh, have firefighters sort of gotten onto that side of it? Yeah, we, we have been working for the last few days trying to take advantage of the slight easing in conditions uh, to try to establish a number of containment lines to try to prevent that fire moving too far to the east uh, and to the southeast uh, towards the more populated areas of northern Sydney uh, and the central coast. Uh, we are still looking at another very challenging day on Thursday uh, where we will once again see uh, humidity drop, temperatures rise uh, and winds increase. Uh, that could see the fire escape out, out of the current containment line uh, however, we're trying to work towards uh, establishing and strengthening those containment lines ahead of those worsening conditions. Now, there were two fires at emergency warning level when I had a look this afternoon, but one of those has been downgraded. So uh, you've had a little bit of uh, success on that. Uh, I think it's the, the Rumba dump, uh, Rumba dump fire, wasn't it? Or is it the Mile uh, Creek? Yeah, I, I think it was actually the Mile Creek fire uh, that's most recently been downgraded. Uh, so that's the fire that's burning up in the Richmond Valley. Uh, we have seen a slight easing of conditions into the evening around that fire. However, the fire does continue burning through pine plantations uh, towards the town of Wapori. Uh, so we are asking people in that area of Wapori to continue monitoring the situations and know what they will do if the fire approaches. And what, you mentioned that uh, Thursday is looking a little bit hairy at this stage. What's the, the sort of the more medium? term forecast because we had that that day of catastrophic fire danger rating not that long ago are we expecting it to get to that stage again Look, the challenge we have at the moment in terms of the medium term is we're not hearing from our friends at the bureau that there is any significant rate events on the forecast so uh, without a, a really good drenching of rain across new south wales uh, we are looking to see a, persis a persistence of this this real peaks and troughs of, um, of worsening conditions that we've been seeing over the last week. So last Tuesday, seeing uh, the, the metropolitan areas of Hunter, Sydney and the Illawarra get to that catastrophic level, uh, that was certainly a, a very high uh, danger period. Um, however, over the last couple of days, we have seen consistently areas of the state sitting at the severe uh, level. Um, under severe fire conditions, Fires are very difficult to control and they do present a, a significant danger to life and property. So even though we have experienced those catastrophic conditions, we certainly can't downplay uh, the risk that uh, some of the lower fire danger ratings, uh, such as severe uh, or extreme, uh, which we could certainly experience over the coming days and weeks. Well, I guess the message is there, the fire itself doesn't really care what colour you've got on the board, does it? That's exactly right, yeah. And I keep reminding people, um, some of the, the uh, significant property loss events uh, that we have experienced in New South Wales over the last couple of decades have been under very high fire danger. Uh, so 
we certainly shouldn't become complacent uh, that it, unless the conditions are catastrophic, uh, there's no real threat. Mm. There is a significant threat from these fires. And you know, with 52 fires continuing to burn across the state uh, and uh, 22 of them uh, continuing to burn out of control, uh, it is a very challenging situation for our firefighters and communities across a large swathe of the state. Well, can I take my hat off to uh, the volunteers and uh, and uh, fireys right across uh, New South Wales because that was as high as eighty not that long ago. The number yeah, of fires, absolutely. There. Yeah, absolutely. There, look, there's still over fifteen hundred firefighters in the field as we speak at the moment. Um, they've done an outstanding job over the last days, weeks, months for many of them. Uh, who have been fighting some of these these really massive fires up north. Um, yeah, w- w- what we're experiencing at the moment across a number of these fire grounds is we're seeing a number of fires merging. Uh, we may even see another fire merge tonight uh, around the Ebor area. Uh, and and what, what that's meaning is we have huge amounts of uh, fire front. We have almost 6,000 kilometres of active fire front. Wow. Put that into perspective, it, it's to Perth and back. Um, that's the amount of fire line uh, that we're having to work to try to establish containment around. So a really significant challenge ahead of us. And like we said earlier, with no rain on the forecast, uh, it is going to be a real challenge. Uh, and we're in it for the long haul, uh, working with communities across the state who I know have, have been in this with us. They've been uh, under very challenging and distressing circumstances uh, for many communities that have been impacted by fires. Uh, but we continue to work with them continue to work with our firefighters from interstate and internationally who have moved into into the field, have a number of Canadians and Americans uh, moving into the field uh, from today. Uh, so we're certainly thankful for all of their assistance uh, and hopefully that allows some of our firefighters who have been going for a very long time to have a well-earned rest. Yeah, indeed. Anthony, really appreciate your time. No problem. Thank you. That's Anthony Bradstreet from the New South Wales Rural Fire Service. Just to put that in perspective, so you've got 1,500 firefighters, which sounds like a lot of people, but the fire line, the frontage, is from the east coast to Perth and back, and 1,500 brave men and women are fighting that. Extraordinary.